0: Alright, welcome to the end of season 2022 Ansan Greeners football podcast. I'm Mike Brandon and I'm joined by David Spears and all the way over in Atlanta, Kyle Gobbler. How are you guys doing?
1: Good morning. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. How about you?
2: Well, I'm doing great. Good evening.
0: <laughs> but, <yeah.
1: laughs> so what we're going
0: to talk about today is just, well... There aren't so many highlights to talk about with Van Sands, uh, season, with uh, a disastrous start, a managerial departure again, um, and, well, a ninth-placed finish. So, just straight off the bat, let's just consider some season scores there. On, would you, uh, certainly not getting an A+, plus, but would you dare even give Ansan an F at a failure to take that additional, at least contest the additional playoff spot this year?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's not been a great season, but I would give it a low pass.
2: I would say it's like a, yeah, C minus. It was weird because it was so up and down. There were moments of hope. I'd also like to point out when I visited Korea this year, um, we picked up six points and a pretty solid positive goal <laughs> differential while I was in the country. And then it just completely collapsed when I left at the end of July. So I don't know, but um there were some fun
0: moments. So okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I certainly didn't consider you for a mascot of the season, anyway. After uh, we faced a, the rather terrifying uh, giant inflatable wolves puppets at the uh, in the last game, so actually let's start on a positive, out of a negative, then, because obviously ninth place finish, sixty-seven goals against, forty-nine replying, only eight wins from forty matches. It's not. It's been a long season, it must be said. However, despite recording. On average, one of the lowest attendances as well of the entire season. Ansan did end with a, a gate of over four thousand on the last game of the season. So much so that there were people still looking for tickets thirty minutes into match time. It was unprecedented. So, is there is there a pattern across the K League here that there's there's a potential for an upturn now that we're definitely post pandemic, etc. Is there going to be any World Cup bounce? What what do we see here?
1: I think there definitely is. Um, I think when people experience live football, they can really sort of feel the difference to what it's like just watching it on television. So there's always going to be that um, pick up an interest after a World Cup as well, particularly with Korea doing quite well in the World Cup this time. So yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely potential right across the K-League. And I think it's up to individual teams and cities to capitalize on that as much as possible.
2: And I agree. I mean, I think the domestic league is going to take a boost, like you said, you know, Korea making out of that group that I totally didn't expect. That was great. But um usually domestic leagues do typically take a bit of a bump in attendance or at least viewership on uh TV, streaming, whatever, after the national team does fairly well in the international tournament. So I hope that's the case.
0: Great. So certainly, yeah, it'd be great to see... I mean we'll talk about this in a couple of months in the uh the preseason, but I'm hoping they can try and go for two, three thousand um gates in that opening game in twenty twenty three. That'd be I think that's a reasonable target. But it will be absolutely freezing as it's uh <laughs> as we're hitting below ten degrees Celsius in Korea at the moment. Um I'm not sure what it's like in the uh the vineyards of Georgia, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah okay great well, that's that's certainly a reasonable target now before we get on to um, the playing staff let's just go let's just hit some of those actual low points as well and get those out the way Ansan broke a record this season or at least they contested a record when they got absolutely pumped by basement club Jonnam because I believe they put seven goals past us Um. So, what does that put answer what does that put Ansan? is that was one of the takeaways of the season, or is there anything to counterweight that quite horrendous defeat
1: by, as I said, you know, a team that even managed to finish even below us? I mean, I don't think you can take individual results in isolation. I mean sometimes these things happen even to good teams um you just have a bad game. It all goes against you. You chase it. So I'm never too worried about one bad result. Um, it's never great, particularly if, you've, if you're there watching it. But no, I think it's, a, it's you can always set aside one result. I agree.
2: And, and I looked through the season, and we really didn't get blown out too many. That game was terrible. Right. And ironically, it was like a few years. In 2016, we got blown out 7-1. to one. And it was like a few days off of that. It was one of those like memories that popped up. We won the league that year. So it was like weeks later. So it was one of those. But I mean, we didn't score as many goals as we should. And we gave up quite a few, but we I feel like that one beat down was kind of a standalone and we moved on.
0: Yeah, actually defensively, considering the beginning of this season, first we lost our defensive captain to An Yang. And then we lost our main striker to Anyang, who also became the next <laughs> captain of the club. So uh, considering that, I suppose, you know, um, we did finish a long way off playoff positions, a long way off and only two points off the absolute bottom, to be fair. But we did bounce back from some mm, quite dark depths, I suppose, at the beginning of the season. So I'd like to balance that out with um, another... I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to verify if this is a record... However, Ansan did actually field almost all the foreign players at the exact same time in one match, which was quite an incredible thing to uh, to see, as we had, I think, uh, Iwase, Kanhoto, um, Duat, um, obviously are all on the field, at, and Tiago, all on the field at the same time, or at least with a miniature of each other. Um, I was trying to calculate it as the game was going on. And also Kang Soo-il, you know, the only multi-ethnic professional in Korean sport, was also on the field in that game as well. So I think it was a real nice show to Ansan, if they market themselves as you know, a real... Ansan and cosmopolitan living there for so many years And not two words I'd ever thought I'd put together, but there's a real opportunity here for the, for the club to really drive this forward, I think. So... What insights do you have, especially across the league, with, um, I think, with issues of representation, with the increasing, I guess, the decline in domestic population in Korea with the results in the, the, uh, the world's lowest fertility rates, et cetera. Um, there's going to be more international population, more mixed families. Mm. Can we see more representation across Korean sport after this?
1: That's a difficult one. You can have that one first, oh, all right. <laughs> Um,
2: well, I think Mike and I had, I don't i don't believe it was on the podcast, but we had a conversation about this. Maybe it was the end of last season or the beginning of this season. We we're like, well, Ansan should be a, I mean, it's probably the most multicultural city in Korea as a whole. Um, so we got the Indonesian players. I remember years ago going to the uh, Asian Cup games when Indonesia would play and the stadium would be full. Like the most what's seen it until Korea played a World Cup qualifier there. And I think we are a team to do that. I mean, it's great if we can win and do that. But the fact that we've seen, for example, Indonesian fans because of Anznawi come in, we had a handful of Uzbek players a few years previously with an Uzbek player. And um, maybe we are a team to do that. The league is a whole. I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of influence in Southeast Asia. And I've seen on this offseason quite a bit of interest in Southeast Asian players coming over um, in K1 especially. So, I mean, I hope it's maybe trending that direction. I mean, I'm an American. I live in a massive multicultural city that, like, you can't walk a block without seeing someone that looks completely different for you. And that's the opposite of, you know, what I lived in Korea, except certain times in Ansan. So I'd like to see it mirror that. Um, and you mentioned the record of players. I checked at one point. It wasn't the record for most foreign players on the field at a time. But I think it might have been for foreign players on a field for one team at a time because of the uh, plus one Asian player rule. Yeah. So I love it, but we'll see. But also, we kind of have to win some games.
1: Yeah, of course, (laughs) of course. I think as well, um, I think football does it maybe a little bit better than other sports in Korea. I'm just thinking volleyball, basketball. Um, When foreigners come in, they're really sort of seen as the problem solver in volleyball and they're kind of out on their own. They don't seem to integrate too well. You don't seem to, they come and they go pretty quickly. And you see a lot less of that in football. You see football players sticking around year after year. So I think football does it a little bit better than other Korean sports. And yeah, I hope to see a lot more, I'm sure.
0: OK, well, actually, that allows us to segue into the player of the season then. Now, just to run through some of the stats that we've had, um, Gon-Ju, the Ju, you know, he's hes not young anymore, but he won our player of the season when he was only about 21, 22. And he, he was our top scorer on seven. So that's, I guess not a huge amount, but still he's our top scorer this season. Um and then you know, the Song Jingyu bagged six, so did Kim Gyeong Joon. Um, but perhaps one of the more positive records, actually, Che Gong did get 10, including assists. But um, let's move on to our actual player of the season. So, as a drum roll, I <laughs> should have set that, I should put some sound into that, I suppose. but waiting
2: for this moment, he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, you have to wait. Well, actually, I think it will come as no surprise. He was our top player for gold and assists, is also the top of many other metrics as well, and is, of course, um, a player who has stuck around in Korea. He's played for three different clubs, before, two before Ansan, and that is Robson Duarte. And he is our um, Ansan foreign supporters, at least player of the season for 2022. I'm sure that's an accolade. It will really help him you know, reflect in the years to come um as he looks back on his career. Um other honorable mentions, um Isung bin was a popular vote, the goalkeeper. Um and also in the Isang Min got, you know, got in the, uh, Tiago got a vote. I'm sure that's just going off some of the emotions he set off with the, the absolute chaos in Bucheon when Ansan actually came back to make it 3-2 despite being almost three goals despite uh, being two down with 10 minutes to go. Um but yeah big kudos to Duarte. Um I think he really stood out on the pitch. I know we've seen some good contributions from a few players for passion, etc. Um we talked about Iznawi, Goiwaze is a big one for that as well. But Duarte, I think for a lot of the naysayers he had, I think he has had an outstanding season. What do you guys think?
2: Well, we were all naysayers bluntly when we signed him.
0: Like <laughs> you, myself and James were like, oh but
2: um he's had two decent seasons. So like I, I will admit he did not get my primary or secondary vote um for player of the year. Uh, so... It would have been the third vote um <laughs> for me. Because he definitely contributed and I think put a lot of himself into the team this year. So like I was really satisfied with the
1: effort he put out. For me, yeah, he got my vote. I thought he was the best player. Uh, he was, like, just everything you said, um, he stood out for me this season. Um, contributed the most, goals and assists. So, yeah, absolutely. Right decision. My only concern with that is, is I know that Anyang's scouting staff listen to this podcast, and that's how they pick their their players for next season. So, yeah.
0: It was Elan the year before that, I take it. <laughs> um, although they've just taken up arguably... One of our best players, haven't they, in Sangmin? But we'll get to that in the preseason. Winding me up, I've got a right unload on that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with that, with that announced, um, what? Just let's just finish it. What were some of the best moments that you had from this season?
1: We'll stand uh, I guess, like it's a strange one for me. Um, I would just say a lot of good things about Giardi, but um, the dead John Ansan game where he got sent off really early on. Mm, uh, right. was, it finished it finished 0-0 and Anson just backs to the wall for like 80 minutes of the game holding out so um, I think that one uh, So it's strange to pick a 0-0 draw as a standout moment but I think I would go for that one That was
0: one, he actually was sent off several times this season actually and I think I'm, I mean, look back on it <laughs> again that's the passion perhaps coming through <laughs> so I would interpret that as for me, I don't I don't know that
2: one moment. I mean, coming back to the wall, I mean the stadium was was good. It's it's been a three year absence for me. So that was lovely. I was able to get through the COVID thing. Um, but Tiago, I like the preseason, we had no clue this guy. And I, I don't remember if I told you all this, but I spent an incredible amount of time researching him. And I uh, I coach here in the States and my assistant coach is Portuguese. And um, he and I dug through the depths of YouTube and everything we could find. And he was translating articles and whatever. So when I did that little intro in the preseason, right. that was like three weeks worth of work to talk for two minutes. So the fact that he came <laughs> and actually what I'd said about him seemed to ring true. And it was not even in English when I read it all. So I, that's my moment for myself. Um, did I seem to have hit the nail on the head, but um now, I don't know that we'll see him back. I don't I don't know how the length of his contract, but uh, he produced
0: it. It's worth going back for a listen, I think episode one for of season two of this podcast. You can hear that preview of Tiago. Um actually for me it was the uh the three three ding dong with Bucci on the way that I've already mentioned where Tiago scored two two goals. Mm. Um He's also one of the only players in the K two to score a free kick this season as well. Sure. Um, so that's a bit of an accolade. I apologise for the, the the kakao talk. <laughs> Continuously, it, it's it's a podcast recording in career. It's a it has to be. You have to hear kakao. out from time to time.
1: Yeah, it's Asian ones to know.
0: <laughs> so, fortunately, coming through my computer in the recording. So, um yeah. Anyway, okay, good. So, I think. It's the main thing is, I oh know, I don't, I guess Cal supports a, a more, Lance are doing well in, in the MLS these, these days. We have our worst season in history, but. Okay. But, haven't been, haven't, I apologize. Done, I haven't but, um, been following. That. I didn't, soccer was not good for me this year, uh, but. but i've only really seen the uh, you know obviously you're absolutely packing that stadium and it does look like it's exciting to at least consume football in that it is in atlanta at the moment so yeah yeah. okay well i think all of us follow clubs over then outside of korea in our in our home home nations where uh trophies aren't really going to be coming anytime soon but it's about those it's about those moments um That we get in football those little games that you have a bad season but you just get that one last minute equalizer or last minute winner or you just see a goal that just makes you makes you go wild it really make gives meaning to following a team that ultimately uh, ultimately ends the same way as it always has done for for Ansan apart from that of course the the, uh, the last season we had the police team um, but yeah, so those moments I think are what really I'd like to encourage people to actually come and follow their team because you never know when those moments are going to come. And just being—it's one of the few things, especially living in Korea as a, you know, in our kind of position, it's one of the few things we can actually feel like we're part of in this in this country, which is organic, you know, something that wouldn't exist if we weren't there. So you know, hopefully, more people do get involved, um, particularly you know the residents of Ansan and, and beyond who are actually start to follow their team. So, unless there's anything to chime in on, I guess we'll be back in a few months when we actually preview the the 2023 and thankfully there's no relegation season.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks very much.
2: Well, I'm happy with the addition of a new team to the league this year. So, that means... One less spot or two, actually, yeah. Right. So like, we got a little more competition. Maybe we'll not fall behind Elan for the second time in history next year. But we'll see.
0: Less games as well next year, actually, overall. So I think it's forty this year. I think it's thirty-eight or something. I can't recall. I we should we'll fact check all of this <laughs> for <laughs> next for next year. Okay. Anyway, thanks guys, um, and thanks for listening to. The, a little bit late, but the uh, the end of season and Sangria's podcast. Thank you. See you guys. Take care. Yeah.